What's up, guys? It's Mike from LRM TV Podcast, and I've got a very special podcast for you guys today. Uh, covering Dragon Con, I was able to sit down and talk with Sierra Renee. You guys know her best as Kendra Saunders, or also known as Hawk Girl from Legends of Tomorrow. She took time out of her busy schedule, signing autographs, taking pictures with fans, to sit down with a couple reporters and answer any questions we had. We talked about her musical background, her theater background. We talked about what she enjoyed from this past season of Legends of Tomorrow, what she's looking forward to in the future, and also some of the things she's been working on going forward. Um, Sierra is unbelievable, guys. You will not be disappointed by this interview whatsoever. Um, not just a, a pretty face, but a well-talented actress, musical background, very intellectual, and she knows her comics. She's not just one of those actors or actresses that comes in, plays the role, and just kind of says, oh, I'm doing my own thing. She's researched and done everything possible to know and understand who Hawk Girl is, who Kendra Saunders is, and you'll get that from this interview. Um, as the interview starts off, I apologize, we missed out on the first question. You'll see, you'll notice that Kendra's just starting off uh, answering the first question, but the first question was asking basically, uh, one of the reporters asked what her most favorite memory was from Broadway. And so she just kind of just chimes into that, um, had a little technical difficulties getting the recorder going, but then after that, it's perfect. And so take a listen. And let me know what you guys think at the very bottom. You know, see what uh, it's all about. Good morning. I would be happy to show you. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out. It's just like the, the blinking isn't recording. That is correct. I learned that one. <laughs> That's always fun, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Hey, tell us what your favorite um, Broadway memory is. <laughs> uh, favorite Broadway memory? Honestly, I think it's probably the first moment I walked on the stage for uh, Big Fish. What theater was that? No, theater, the theater. Oh, Nuneo Simon. Nuneo Simon, yeah. Um, I don't think I, had I ever been backstage? I don't know if I'd ever been backstage. So then I, I walked on and I like looked out from the stage, like as they were loading everything in, and I like sent a tweet. I was like, I'm standing on my stage. And I just like started crying. I was like so excited. It was my first Broadway show, and I was like actually getting to play a role. It was very fun. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So you mentioned during your panel yesterday that your Hawk Girl is already a departure from the traditional Hawk Girl because yeah. of who they cast. Now, with the recent conversations around diversity in Hollywood, how important is it to you that little girls see people like you on the screen? It is the most important thing, and I think that was probably the biggest, um, uh, the, the thing I stressed about the most was representing uh, colored women in a positive light. I was always having that conversation with the writers. I was like, do we think that this is the best thing for little girls who look like me to be seeing this character doing? I was always my first question. Um, I think that, you know, obviously media only it does so much, like your parents and the people that you grow up with are important too, but I think with superheroes especially, because they are things that, that young people really want to look up to and then they're so fantastical, it, there's, there needs to be an element of realism 
and our world is so diverse. And the fact that we don't see that kind of diversity reflected, I mean, we're beginning to, but I mean, those are just the baby steps. We can really go <laughs> way further with it. Um, but, you know, I think it's so important for especially little girls to see that they can be, you know, powerful, they can be in control, they can be strong, they can be vulnerable, they can be all sorts of things and still be, you know, a superhero, still be something that, that is, you know, a, a really positive um, role model. So, yeah, I think it's, <laughs> that is like my number one concern with everything that I do now is, is this something that I would want little girls to see because I remember growing up watching Power Rangers and, uh, there was an Asian girl and there was a white girl and there was no girl for me. And uh, every time that we played, there was one white girl in our neighborhood and she always got to be the Pink Ranger. And I, I was like, no, like, no. But they were like, but the Pink Ranger's white. She has to be played by a white girl. You know, like that really is kind of the mentality. So if we can allow opportunity for more people who look like me, then those little girls will say, well, fine, I get to play hot girl then, you know? Screw the Pink Ranger. <laughs> like, so yeah, I think it's very important. How did it feel to uh, be alongside with both Katie's and Melissa and Will Holland as like the first kind of female group to star in TV shows along men and not just be its own like female versus female, like, you know, bad good girl versus bad girl yeah. type deal. You're not fighting against men. It's like gender equality is kind of starting to make its way up. Yeah, no, I think it's great. I think they're, and I kept saying this every time, they're like, what kind of character would you like to add to the show? Like, a girl. I don't care which one. Just another girl, you know. Um, it's also really interesting because, like, on Twitter, uh, people are always kind of trying to pit the girls against each other. They're mm -hmm. like, well, I think that this one's prettier. I think that the, we should see who could fight the other one the best. And I was like, do you say this about the guys? Like, and I say that every time. I'm like, do, do you? And they're like, uh, no. And I was like, yeah, okay. So, like, let's change the thinking a little bit. So it's, it's great to be in a position to kind of start asking those questions and, and putting it out there. They're like, maybe we don't need to put the girls against each other. Maybe it can just be that they're here and they're all powerful and they're all able to take up the same space, you know? Did you get your coffee from Jitters? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I actually don't drink coffee. This is tea. Um, so when I had to do the audition, I, I didn't know who the character was, but obviously I knew she was a barista. Um, <laughs> And uh, I had this whole like monologue basically of like like ten coffees that I had to rattle off, and it was the one thing I just kept struggling on because I had no idea what any of them were. Red eye and flat white and this thing and that thing with two mocha chinos. I was like, what are they? Because I don't drink coffee, <laughs> so I kind of made that part of Kendra's um, thing too. Like I don't know that how much you get to see on the flash, but the whole time I was like. Um, can you, like to the other people where you're like, can you make this one? I think that's what they asked for, because she just doesn't know. Like, I don't know, so. <laughs> How much of your personality is reflected in your portrayal of Hot Girl? You know, I think as an actor, you're always trying to find things to, uh, from yourself to the character that you can relate to, which was a little hard, I feel like, with Kendra, which is great. It's like a very good challenge. Um, but this kind of feeling of not really having any idea what you want to do with your life, I feel like that's not something I've ever really experienced. Like, definitely of like, well, what's the next step? Or like, how do I get to where I want to go? But like, not having, just kind of being like floating and lost and not really knowing who I was. Like, I mean, obviously when I was young, I definitely had my like awkward moments of like, I don't know who I am. <laughs> but I always knew what I wanted to do. So that was like one of the like hardest things. Um, but like as far as personality, 
I, I think we're very, very different human beings. We started to become similar when we got to like episode 13, because um, I think I definitely, we would have these conversations all the time on set of like, would you kill Predigaton if you had to, and I was like, if I were a superhero, and like, I 100% knew, and this is maybe messed up, but I was like, if I 100% knew that like, murdering this young man would save the rest of the world, I kind of think I would do it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm not worried about, I was like, I want to save the world, so, yeah, I think <laughs> Kendra and I are a bit different, um, but obviously I try to, wherever I can, put in a little bit of my personality so it's realistic. <laughs> The differences of being on Broadway in a play where you have one two-hour production that you repeat day mm -hmm. after day after day after day after day versus being on episodic television where you have a different script and do different things week to week. Yeah. How does that change your process? Oh, uh, yeah, it was, it was really quite a whirlwind, like being thrown into a series and never having done one before and how different the medium is. Um, because when, you're, when you do theater, you have a beginning and an end which makes it really easy to understand where your character's going. And like, you get to fill in the blanks a lot easier because there are guidelines, really like set guidelines. Um, when you're doing TV, everything changes all the time, depending on what people like and what people don't like and what responses we're getting and what responses we're not getting and what we need with the character, with the group dynamic. They're like, oh, we need a relationship. Kendra, go be with this guy. So like, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, 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 I, I, I found it really difficult because I am so used to thinking of beginning and end, here's where my character is going, he, this is how I can build on it, and I can, I can decide things about her within that framework. But on TV, everything, it's a free-for-all, you know? You can kind of just, okay, I decided last week that she really likes strawberries, but the writers this week are like, no, she hates them. I'm like, oh, no, that was wrong. God, I don't know. Like, how do I know? Um, so that's like a really big difference. Um, you just kind of have to really get comfy with your character and learn to improv and really be on your toes all the time. <laughs> Did you feel any pressure at all being like the first live action hot girl as starting it off as the baseline? Because, you know, coming from theater, you're playing a character that's been played by many different actresses and so forth, but like there was never a live version hot girl. Did you have any pressure or did you feel really comfortable going into it? Um, that I think the pressure coming from like, oh, this is an iconic character and like this is the first time, d it didn't bother me. Because like I said, it, it's a departure from a lot of the comics. It's a very different storyline. It's a very different, like she's very young and naive and doesn't really get it. And, and then she becomes, you know, and we just started touching on her becoming like the hot girl that we're used to. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of was like, no, this is going to be my own thing. And... As a theater actor, like, you always want to be the one that originates something, and I felt like I was getting closer to that. I mean, I had originated for Big Fish, um, but it wasn't the lead, and then I moved on to Pippin, and I took over for somebody, but I was like, all right, next one, and it was Legends, and I was like, great! <laughs> like, that's kind of the actor's dream, so, um, no, I was just, I was very excited about it, and, I mean, I did a lot of research on it, but I also, I was like, this is going to be my own thing, you know? So. In your research, what, what sort of hit the cutting room floor? Like, you adopted some things, but what did you choose to be like, that's not the hospital <clears throat> I want to be? Well, especially with, like, the new 52 version, I feel like she was hiding a lot. Like, and I think that was something that I, I kept. Like, she did, she tried to hide things a lot. But she was also very vulnerable. Like, uh, Kendra, the way that we did it was she was very vulnerable in a way that Hawkgirl didn't let herself be a lot of times in the comics. Um, which was 
kind of, I think, what the writers were going for is, like, we need someone that we can really, like, delve into the emotional aspects of what's going on. And obviously with 4,000 lives and, you know, seven lovers, um, there was a lot of emotion going on. So, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, I tried to take a lot of the hardness out because she wasn't, she, like, until things really started going horribly for her, and she was such a cinnamon bun the whole time, like, she just, or cinnamon roll, she, like, everything happened to her, um, so, you know, you kind of watch as she just gets harder and harder and harder, because she has to protect herself, so, um, yeah, I had to kind of start from the beginning, and then get to the hardness. So who did you have the most on-screen chemistry with over seven lovers? <laughs> um, Katie. <laughs> Honestly, I had so much fun with Katie. Um, it was really, like, especially, like, the Western episode, it was so great to, like, be paired with her and just, like, be riding horses and stuff. But, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's, like, a, it depends on what anybody, it's a subjective thing, I guess. I had a, I had fun with everybody, and everybody has such different working styles, so it was, it was great to be challenged to, like, you know, Falk was always very giving, and, like, was like, let's try this, let's try that, let's try this, which was really fun. Um, Brandon kind of had, like, his own process, but was, like, very open, and, but also, like, very, like, emotional, which was really fun to, like, play with that kind of charge. Um, Cisco... Carlos is one of my favorite actors to work with. He's so funny and so good at improv. Half the time the script wasn't even the same as like what we practice. He just does whatever he wants. Um, so yeah, it was, it's, it's hard to pick a favorite because they're all so different, you know? Who was your favorite kisser? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that question. <laughs> um, apples and oranges, you know? How can I pick? <laughs> Um, in your research, uh, whether you kept it or it hit the cutting room floor, what was your favorite kind of hot girl story or moment? Oh, um, is it in the omnibus? Which, which I can see it in my head. She has the short hair, and uh, they're flying up in the sky, and they like finally kiss each other, and it's like <laughs> that's like my favorite. I'm such a little stupid romantic, but um, that was like my favorite moment because like you know Carter had been trying this whole time to like make her understand how much he cares about her and how like no matter what relationship she might have in in this time period like that's the only real like relationship where she can completely trust a human with everything all of her secrets with her life and who like when she says oh do you remember back in 1862 when da 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 that's the only person that will ever no, like he's the only one that's experienced everything with her so like there's just going to be some kind of bond between them that they'll never be able to break even if it wasn't like destined to be that way just because they spent so much time together you know um and i just think that that's really romantic <laughs> so given that you are really the first televised hot girl mm -hmm. and looking at all the background where you've been where you've come from your your research to where you are now and then factoring in being the role model, being one of the most most clothed female superheroes. <laughs> what else would you like to see as far as your character in the show, and what would you like to see as far as uh, from from the role model standpoint? Um, well, I definitely am the most clothed, and I, as you can see, I don't really like to wear the most clothes. Um, but that's fine. I think that that's great that we get a spectrum of like 
that girl is wearing nearly nothing. This girl's wearing everything. This girl's wearing something. That's great. I think we need to just show lots of different things. I also think that like having the juxtaposition. Okay, so we've seen that Kendra has a. She tried to have a really strong sense of like morality with within the group. She was like, no, that's not right. We can't do that. You know, um, I would like to see that fall away and then her struggle with getting that back, which is kind of you know, it's a pretty normal superhero trope. Um, but I think we don't see it necessarily that often with women, with the females. Um, I think it would be really interesting to maybe see her uh, play out like the Thanagarian storyline where like she is a spy for them or something. Like, wouldn't that be cool? Because all of a sudden we have this person who was just so unassuming and so naive or whatever, and now she's like duping everyone like that would be really cool um and how she struggles to uh, justify that within her you know moral compass or moral barometer like I think the more that we get to see really fleshed out stories of like not being totally perfect or totally horrible being somewhere in the gray area and how you figure that out and like that every decision you make point you one way or the other and which ones are you going to make in that I think that that's a really awesome story for any young girl to see that it isn't just cater to this or cater to that or pander to this or pander to that or be this way or that way it's like there's this whole spectrum that we haven't touched on emotionally morally it's all very ambiguous and and we have to be the ones in charge of those decisions so <laughs> so what's something you fangirl over um I'm trying to think of like the costumes that I fangirled over. Um, Moana, the Moana costume that I saw. I'm very excited. I love Disney, so I'm excited about all the new um, diverse princesses that we're, we're getting. Um, I also fangirled over a Foster's Home for the Imaginary, what is it, for Imaginary Friends. Um, it was like the big basketball puppet. <laughs> I just thought that that was so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just think, like, creativity is really something I fangirl over. Like, especially when I see all the different hot girls. They're so different, and it's, like, I feel like I don't even, I'm not artsy-craftsy, so I can't, like, come up with this stuff. But, like, they're just all their own, you know, takes on a theme. Like, this is my version of it, and I just love that, that they just take liberty and, and make the one girl, I loved it. She had, like, feathers on her, like... <laughs> corset coming right here and I was like those are hilarious <laughs> like that's great <laughs> have you been in contact at all or did they contact you about being a part of the Supergirl Flash musical with uh, your background they have not <laughs> I have not but I obviously I literally asked them from day one I was like so like there's like so many hot girl lives like she's gonna get to sing right like I don't know put her in the 1930s and make her a jazz singer like please make her sing yeah it seems like everyone from the Flash uh, I, yeah. that had a singing background has gotten to sing so it'd be it'd be great to see it like would this. be so fun yeah. I would have so much fun with that and yeah wind beneath my wings you know? <laughs> 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 That's maybe not. <laughs> if Legends had it, did have a musical episode, who, uh, what of your cast members do you think would do the best, and who do you think would not quite do so well? Mm, uh, everyone's actually like at least a little bit. Mm, no, Dom maybe. Maybe Dom would struggle. I don't know Dom's singing ability. I can't. I don't know that it's. <laughs> um, I know that Franz would try the hardest. He, like, tries so hard to sing, and I love it. And he's, like, cute. Like, he can do some stuff. Um, <laughs> but everyone else, like, Wentworth sang before. Victor sang before. 
I don't know if Brandon, if Brandon has, I don't know, I've never heard him sing. Katie's a cute little singer. She was in a girl group, so like obviously she, she can sing. Um, Arthur obviously can sing. Yeah, I think Arthur would probably do the best though. He has like such a good voice. Yeah. <laughs> How about bringing John Barrowman over for a crossover? Totally. Why not? Although he's exhausting, like in a great way. <laughs> but like, oh my God, he has so much more energy than me. I'm like, I'm 25, and you're like so much older than me. But you're, <laughs> but you have so much energy. So um, no, it would be so much fun to have him on set. <laughs> what uh. What villains, uh, either from the other shows or that you found in your research, would you like to see appear as a side villain? This oh, uh, gentleman, gentleman ghost, right? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. That's fascinating. How do you beat him? Like he's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. I think that's really cool. Ghostbuster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we can cross over with the girl Ghostbusters, which I loved that movie. So that would be so great. <laughs> we have time for two more questions. What are the musical instruments do you play besides? guitar um well I did play violin and I played it really well when I was young and then I tried to learn it again in college and that is one instrument that is not like riding a bike you will not remember how it works (laughs) um I actually picked it up like a couple weeks ago and I was like "Mm, I hope I can kind of get through twinkle twinkle little star but it is not good um so I used to play violin and uh I used to play piano too which I could still that is like riding a bike you can figure that one out so yeah (laughs) What would be your your next project or your ideal project to work on? Well, actually, right now, um, I am working on writing some things. So I've never written anything really before. I've written, like, poems and stuff, angsty high school poems. Um, But now I've I've written a pilot, and I'm working on that. And uh, I actually just came up for an idea with a feature. I don't know if any of these things are good, but I just would really like to kind of get them out there and start testing those waters. but the next thing I am actually working on is a is an off-Broadway show called Tick, Tick, Boom in New York City. So I'll do that for a couple of months, which will be fun to get back on the stage. Um, but yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited about getting on the other side, not on the stage, not in front of the camera, getting behind the camera and, uh, you know, directing or writing or producing, something like that. Cool. All right. All right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Very fun. <laughs> Honestly, Sierra is going to probably go down as one of the best TV, theater, maybe even film actresses of all time. And the what tells me that is her um, passion to continue and strive to do bigger and better things. The the possibility of writing scripts and you know doing your own television show shows me that she's not content with just doing one thing and going from theater into television and even further that shows me that she really wants and has a passion to become great. And I think it will happen for her. I'm looking forward to playing Kendra Saunders' hot girl again. 
on Legends of Tomorrow. Maybe even see her on The Flash or Arrow, even Supergirl. It'd be really cool to think, you know, to get, let's say, Supergirl, and now that Miss Martian will be on the show and Hawkgirl together, I think it'd be an awesome, awesome trio that you could put together right there. Um, especially if they can get that Flash Supergirl musical together and put her in, she will not disappoint. And if she sings Wind Beneath My Wings, I'm taking 100% full credit for that. You heard it right here. Um, I'd like to thank Sierra for taking the time out of her busy schedule. I know that, you know, when they go to these cons, that's basically, you know, interviews are one of the last things they really want to do. They really want to cater to the fans and make sure that the fans get, you know, their money's worth out of it. But to be able to take 20, 30 minutes out of her time and talk to a couple of us to and just be so relaxed and so open about her career and, in you know, and where she's been and where she's going is just truly amazing. So, uh, Sierra, thank you again for taking that time. I hope you guys enjoyed and listen out for more about Dragon Con coming up. And also when we start discussing Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Gotham, Walking Dead, Fear of the Walking Dead, all on here on the LRM TV podcast.